What is up, everybody, and welcome to the Joe Kilgallen Podcast, aka Kilgallen's Pub. How are we doing on this fine Tuesday morning? It's Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to all of you out there. I hope you're having a wonderful Valentine's Day, whatever that entails to you. What, what does that mean to you? It's different for other people. Some people want to give out some chocolates, which is kind of ripping off other holidays. I feel like we, get, we got a lot of chocolate all over these holidays. Not complaining. Love chocolate. Some people might want like, you know, an over the pants uh, hand job in a parking lot. Some people, you know, might to quote my good friend, Lisa Traeger, want to get furiously fingered. You know, I don't know what you're into on V-Day, but I hope it's I hope it's going well. I hope it's the way you want it to be. Okay. Um, this is the Joe Kilgallen podcast. As always, I like to start with a little gratitude. Big shout out to all my Patreon subscribers. Hope you enjoyed the latest bonus episode. Shout out to all the TikTok followers, YouTube subscribers, fucking whatever I'm on and you're following me there. I really appreciate that. Big announcement to lead off the podcast. I will be headlining Mike Drop Mania, a comedy club in Chandler, Arizona, which is just outside Phoenix, just outside Mesa. If you are a Cubs fan, it is about 15 minutes south of Sloan Park where the Cubs host spring training games. That's where their facilities are. And I'm very excited about that. That'll be Thursday, March 9th, 7 p.m. I'll throw the link in the show description. If you live in the Arizona area at all, I'll finally get to meet my guy, Chad. Looking forward to that. It's going to be a really fun show, and it's going to be a good time. Get a little sunshine, a little desert heat, a little, little heat on stage, a little heat off stage. It's going to be a hell of a time. The beer will be cold. The comedy will be um, hot. Need some hot comedy coming your way. And, uh, and baseball. Baseball, alcohol, comedy, sunshine, anything more than that. I'm just being greedy. Like, you know, I'm just be, it's just, you don't need more than that. If, you, if you're asking for more, you're being greedy. Like a cheaper flight, that might be a little bit nicer too, but we'll see. I'm hoping to sell it out. It's going to be an outdoor show. This comedy club was I'm very, very happy to be working with them. They were very accommodating because I didn't really hit them up that far in advance. Uh, normally you want to give some some people some heads up. But they told me, they go, hey, look, we do have like what we call our garden stage. It's outdoors. Um, it's like, you know, in case. So it's not like a big parking lot that anyone could walk by and shout shit. But it's they sent me some pictures of the space. It looks cool as fuck. And I'm really excited about it. I think it only fits like 70 to 80 people. So let's sell this thing out. I'd be very embarrassed if we didn't sell that out because that is not a lot. All right. Let's move on to some content. Um, I hope everyone had a good Super Bowl. Let's talk about Valentine's Day real quick, though, before I go into some Super Bowl talk. And I'm going to touch on my girl, Rihanna. And apparently there's a train in Ohio that's uh, been on fire for a month now or some shit. Who knows? Today is Valentine's Day, right? It's just another holiday. My wife and I aren't even doing anything for it. And we've been married for nine years. When you're in a long-term relationship where the love is there, you don't need to go nuts. You know, it's another stupid-ass day, sweetest day. That's a day I never knew when it was because it was clearly like a Hallmark made-up holiday. Every now and then someone's like, oh, it's sweetest day. What'd you get your girlfriend for sweetest day? This would be like high school, early 20s. I'm like, I didn't get her. I got her nothing. You didn't get her anything? Is she going to be mad? No, because she's a fucking adult. If you are dating anyone who's over the age of 21 and they get upset that you didn't celebrate sweetest day, fucking dump them and dump them hard and you make them know that this is the reason you're dumping them you're like i can't raise a child with someone who acts like a fucking child our future is there is none peace bye huh sweetest day once you put your sweet little ass on the curb piece of shit 
<laughs> Sometimes it's fun to just throw insults out there, right? But Valentine's Day, now I understand the idea of celebrating that, right? Um, but I don't understand when people get upset where this is a thing you've seen in a lot of bad TV shows where they go, oh, I'm single on Valentine's Day. You never want to be single on Valentine's Day. It's like, who gives a fuck? That's, that's not a bad day to be single, actually. You go to your local bar or pub, right? If you're a woman, you fucking present a little bit. If you're a dude, you fucking, you say, what's, hey, how are you, right? And, and then it's on. It's, it's, it's an easy day to get laid, I bet. I've never been single on Valentine's Day, but if, if that were the case, I'm sure I'd clean up pretty decently, as you would too. You just got to go in with the right attitude. You got to go in knowing that anyone who's at a bar on Valentine's Day is looking to put some P and V or looking to get some P in the V right? So you just, you celebrate that. You go out there, you make it clear. I mean, you don't go, you're not too aggressive or creepy, but you go up there going, Hey, what's up? Single on Valentine's day. Me too. How overrated is this bullshit? And they go, right. And then right away, you know, let's, let's do a shot for all the people who don't have stupid ass Valentine's day pressure. And for people like me and you who are cool enough to do shots on a Tuesday, that's all you have to do. You just make it clear. And then it's, Oh, it's easy. Fucking easy. So all the, and the other, and to the people out there, and then the media makes it seem like it's more women who are always like, I don't want to be single on Valentine's Day. Oh, my God. Again, it's one fucking day. It's not like being alone at Christmas where everywhere you look, there's Christmas lights and Christmas movies around TV and Christmas music, Santa Claus ringing bells, right? Everywhere you look, it's a it's a season. Valentine's Day. Look, if you're if you're really like sad that you're single on Valentine's Day, it's really easy. The actual day, kind of easy to avoid. Right, you go to work, you you, you nod at people and smile when they say happy Valentine's Day. That's all you gotta do. You go home, you throw in your PJs, you eat like a fucking pig, throw some ice cream in that gullet of yours, right, and watch some comedies. You know, it's it's and then it's over, and then it's on a St. Patrick's Day. And I've never heard anyone be like, "I'm single on St. Patrick's Day." Like, you know what I mean? The fun times are being had because Valentine's Day is not a seat. I've never driven by someone's house and been like, "Look at their decorations, sons." Oh, this one neighborhood has the best Valentine's Day decorations. No, it's a fucking poor shit day. No one really gives a shit, right? It's a day to celebrate love. But you get older, and if you're dating anyone cool, they're not going to want to go to a restaurant on Valentine's Day. They're not. If you're dating anyone cool, I'm I'm serious. Anyone listening, if you're in a new relationship, I'm talking about new like the last three or four months, you say to them, hey, I want to celebrate you, and I want to be with you, obviously. But a restaurant on Valentine's Day are a nightmare. If you want to go out like on the 13th or 15th, see the answer. If the if there's hesitation when it's like, well, then you know to break up with them. It's early enough in the relationship to just you gotta you gotta let that go, go you know. And depending on your ages, though, because if you're both old and this could be your last shot at happiness, then you just go, all right, well, no. And if you want to dump me, you, which you don't want to dump me because we're both old as shit now you just you deal with that fight and then you get over it love advice from joe kilgallen a comedian who knows very little about love um uh, i know a lot about love what am i talking about i'm married with two children i know enough about it i don't know what it's like being single nowadays though that i don't know sometimes i think man it sounds a lot of fun these people are swiping to get banged you know then it also seems like a little annoying because there's all sorts of uh like ways to act and ways not to act. You know, everybody has to, um, it's almost like people have mission statements. You know, like I, I hear about people, they go on first dates and it's like, we laid all on the line. You tell them exactly. Nobody wants to waste anyone's time. 
which I get depending on certain your age, but part of you got dating around a little bit. It's part, part of it's the time waste a little bit, you know, if you could enjoy wasting time with someone, that's a good thing to figure out early on. Right. I don't know. I just feel like it'd be really annoying if I was on a first date and someone immediately was like, okay, w- let me know your entire profile. Let me know your wants, your desires. Where do you see yourself in five years? I'd be like, well, I see myself leaving in five minutes. That's what I see. That's how I'd view it. So yes, Valentine's Day. If you got a sweetie, make some love, eat some dinner, but don't feel pressured to go to some fancy restaurant and wait for an hour and get a reservation and all that. Because like, if you love each other, you can do that any day of the week. You don't have to be a slave to the calendar. You'd be like, it's February 14th. We got to do this. None of that. Okay. And if you're single, celebrate that too. There are people out there like you who don't, who think this is an overrated day. So again, I just don't think if you're, you know what else you have to avoid if you're single on Valentine's Day and it makes you sad to be single on Valentine's Day, which again, fucking grow up. Um, Like Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aids, because those things are got hearts everywhere. You walk in there and there's just heart balloons and heart shit everywhere. And so that might make you be like, Ugh. but for the most part, get over it. It's it's just one. It's not, it's hardly every day that registers anymore. It's you know it's more for little kids these days. They hand out little Valentine's Day cards in, in their little schools, and then it's like, oh look, I got Minions ones, and someone else is like, oh I got Baby Yoda on mine. You know that's it's fun for them. They hand them out like baseball cards, and then every and then every now and then someone's like, ooh, someone has a crush on someone. It's ooh, you know, and that's fun in high school too, because in high school it's one of the guaranteed days where you're like, buy some flowers, take her out for a nice dinner she might ride this dick it's gonna be great and then women you might feel the same way you're like all i have to do is eat some steak and get a flower and i get some some d and then if you're gay i don't know what gay people do on this but it's probably even easier for them because they don't overcomplicate things gay men lesbians i don't know what your world's like when it comes to valentine's day i think you probably hate it is my guess is this the wrong assumption do any of my lesbian friends out there want to tell me hey joe we actually love valentine's day you piece of shit or you could say, hey, Joe, not all lesbians are the same, not, just like not all straight people are the same. Some lesbians might love Valentine's Day. Others might think it's fucking dumb. Don't put us all in a box. And to you, I say, I apologize. You're correct on that. I shouldn't have done that. So so sorry. Will I see you with basketball this week? I will. All right, I'll see you there. Cool. Be good times. All right. Um, I don't play basketball with lesbians anymore. I used to, and I miss it. It was a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. They're good in the post. Um, it sounded like an innuendo, which it could mean that. It could be who fucking knows. It could mean that. All right. Um, you know, and also if you're a dude, last thing I'll say about Valentine's Day. If you're a straight dude, don't do that dumbass. Oh, today's steak and a blowjob day. You're, you're, you just sound like a fucking child. You, you do. You sound like a fucking guy who does not know how to please a woman. Because you make it seem like, oh, I have to do this one thing one time a year for someone I love. Well, how about me? What about me? You just sound soft. You sound soft as fuck. Okay. Because over the course of a year, any of the, any all, and it's always the dudes where it's like over the course of a year, you take way more than you give. Anyone who's met you for five minutes knows that about you. So for you to run around being like, oh, I had to buy your flowers and heart candies. I should get my dick sucked in a filet mignon. You're, you're a fucking stooge. Okay. So fucking grow up. Okay. You're one of those dudes that, um, you know what I mean? Like gets excited uh, when like Victoria's Secret catalog comes out. It's like, well, what are you, what are you a child? Come on, man. Right? We're not sophomores in high school anymore. Let's move the fuck on. And I will move the fuck on. Next topic of business, the goddamn Super Bowl. I picked the Kansas City Chiefs to win. They did win. And um, close game, though. 
close game. And I got to give the Chiefs coach, Andy Reid, credit. He really turned things around. And Mahomes is an all-timer. One more Super Bowl, he's definitely going to have some some votes in the GOAT conversation, I think. Or at least in the all-time conversation. I don't know if you could ever put him at GOAT, though, because an old Brady beat him twice. And I know it's a team game and all that, but he did he outplayed him even. Brady outplayed him. I still am a big, huge Patrick Mahomes fan. He's fantastic. I was saying Andy Reid's made some great adjustments uh, during half because in the second half, they were a much better team. Um, first half, they were lucky the game was as close as it was, I thought. I really thought the Eagles looked like the better team. You know, roster-wise, I remember thinking they've got just way better players. And that's a tip of the hat to Pat Mahomes because besides Kelsey, they don't really have a whole lot of weapons. This isn't like a few years ago when they had Tyreek Hill um, and then the running back Kareem Hunt who ended up beating the shit out of a bunch of people, I think, beating up some women. Um, but, yeah, which is not good. So Kansas City... Now, soon to be brother-in-law's a Chiefs fan, so I was like, I got to root for him there. And they had a Super Bowl party, my sister and my brother-in-law. And, dude, hats off to you, Dalton, because I could not have put up with that. Imagine you have a party for your team. Your This isn't just a Super Bowl party where it's two, two teams that you're not, like, that invested in. This is a Super Bowl party where your squad, the team that you bleed red for, well, you know, it's funny because everyone bleeds red. It sucks that their colors right because as a Cubs fan, I'll say bleed blue, but you don't actually bleed blue. Anyway, the team that you're like, you know, you grew up a diehard fan of, they're in the Super Bowl. You're jacked up. He did say like, look, we won recently, so I'm more calmer nowadays. But still, if I have a bunch of people over and they're rooting against my team, I'm not handling it as well as he did. I'm not like if I had a party for the Cubs World Series and a bunch of people started rooting for the Cleveland Indians just to spite me, I would be like, hey, put your fucking shoes on. Get the fuck out of my house, okay? Get off my property. I don't even want you waiting. Don't even idle in your car in front of my house. Fucking leave. No, no, no. Put, take that. Get that out of your mouth. You don't even get any more treats. No more treats. This spread is dead to you. I will start spitting in people's food if I see someone take one more fucking bite. All right? You. I invite you into my home, and you try to hurt me? You try You try to fucking hurt me mentally and in the heart. Physically, too. Physically, it's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt physically, too. Because imagine if they would have lost that game. And they're all like, give him shit in his own home. Oh, I would not handle that. Some people handle that well. I know, I know people are like, that's ah, all fun. I have friends who are like, oh, I'm a big Blackhawks fan. I brought my buddy to a fucking Red Wings game. I'm like, you guys are rivals. Although that rivalry's died down since they split them up out of uh, different conferences. But still, like, you know, you can't, like a Bears-Packers fan. Why would you take, if you're a Bears fan and you have an extra ticket to a Bears-Packers game, you bring your friend who's a Packers fan? So you're walking with a dipshit wearing all green while you're rocking blue and orange? That makes no sense to me. I've never understood the people who do that, but they can. They, they exist. I've got friends who I've got Cub fan friends who are married to White Sox fans, and and he's a Cardinals fan, soon to be brother in law. And my sister's obviously a Cubs fan. She wasn't a disowner, so like that, they're gonna make it work. They're gonna make it work. It's gonna be tough for the, if they have children one day growing up. I don't know how that works, but I know a lot of you listening right now are like, "Hey, Joe." Um, normal people have no problem with this. This is you and your own psycho bullshit. And I was like, yeah, maybe, maybe, I don't know. I remember being really young though. And I made the decision that I couldn't marry a white Sox fan. I said any other team I could, because even though the Cardinals and Cubs is the big rivalry to me, Cubs and white Sox is bigger because I deal with white Sox fans every day. Cause they live in my city. Cardinals fans. I only see at Cubs Cardinals games or when I'm doing shows down in St. Louis, which I love doing. Actually. I love the comedy clubs in St. Louis. 
how many yeah two clubs they got one um the funny bone in st charles and the funny bone in um maryland heights they're both suburbs of st louis nice areas so like and the and brewers yeah you know there's a rivalry there too of course but again the Sox one's number one for me when i was younger i was like i can't marry a Sox fan i said this when i was like 11 or 12 and I remember my uncle being like, what, you really? You wouldn't, if you found out a girl you liked was a Sox fan, that'd be it? And I was like, yeah, because say we did, why pursue it any further? Because if I fall in love with her, we get married, you know her stupid ass fucking dad or brothers are going to buy, try to buy my kids little White Sox onesies, and I'll be goddamn if that's going to happen. Uh-uh, <laughs> no thank you. So that's why you have to, you have to sniff that out early on. If you're like me, if you're a normal person who has no problem with people rooting for different teams, it's not an issue. If you're crazy like this guy, the guy talking into the microphone, then it's an issue. You got to sniff that out early on. Um, the game was good overall. There were some calls here or there. The NFL's got this whole thing where it's like, in order for it to be a catch, you have to show two forms of ID. We need a note from your mother. Um, we need some sort of sponsorship. Uh, does, so can someone vouch for you? Do someone vouch for you? We're going to call family acquaintances. Like, it's insane. I went to the bathroom at one point because I thought, there was a catch by an Eagle player, a good hit by, I can't remember which Chiefs, one of the linebackers, I believe. And it was a fumble, and it looked like it got ran back. So I remember going to the bathroom real quick, coming back. Because I wa- I went to the party, but I only watched the first half there. And I got two little kids. And then we went home at halftime. I caught most of the halftime show. Most of it, like 80% of it. I'll touch on Rihanna in a second. I'd like to touch on Rihanna in a second. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so uh, in that play, I remember I went to the bathroom, I came back out. I'm like, wait, what? the fuck that that was a catch that was 100 a catch texting some cousins like well it was going to catch. you know even they agree though but it's insane they were like to the naked eye you're like oh that guy caught it he's got a step or two and they're like no he's got to have it's such stupid it fucking pisses me off especially like in the end zone too because a running back all the ball the tip of the ball has to just just get a little bit over the plane of the fucking end zone right just gets a little bit over touchdown Wide receivers, though, did you sing a lullaby to that football before it left your arms? No, not a catch. It's yeah, I fucking hate it. Um, but yeah, good game overall. Eagles fans, you won a Super Bowl not that long ago. It's one of the Super Bowls where whoever lost, I couldn't feel that bad for because both teams, you've won one recently. How greedy could you be? You know, my Bears, we haven't been since 07, really the 06 season. And haven't won since 1985. That Those are sad times. Now, the Super Bowl halftime show with Rihanna, um, I liked it. I did. I liked it. There was a lot of people who were like, oh, wasn't she was just barely dancing? Well, she was fucking pregnant, dipshit, which I called right away. Everyone's like, is she? Is she? Is she? Like, I understand you don't want to assume pregnant because someone might be like, dude, she just got fucking fat. All right. You know what I mean? It's she's got to put on some holiday weight. She has a baby recently. You get a little chubby. Not a big deal. She's still smoking hot. Let's let's calm down. I understand the fear there and calling a pregnant woman pregnant who's not pregnant. But it was pretty clear. And to the people who are like, man, she just had one. She's got another one again. I'm like, this is like a, a Irish woman at the turn of the century, the last century. She's just pumping them out. And um, I, during the uh, one of the bonus episodes of the podcast, I talked about going to Ancestry.com. My grandma's sister, my Aunt Kay, passed away like a couple weeks ago. And that just had me thinking because that's like the end of that generation. You know, um, it's depressing to say it that way, right? So I started, I found out my sister had uh, ancestry.com like password um, 
So you could go on there and look up records and stuff. I've never done a DNA test. I don't really see the point in that, but uh, maybe I will one day. I don't know. Going through it started making me curious because you could only go back so far. Um, certain certain lines I was able to go back to like mid 1800s. Other ones you couldn't because then it's like once they were born in Ireland, I had to pay more to get Irish records. And I'm like, well, I can't. I don't feel like paying more for this. All right. Well, how far back am I going to keep going? And what's the point of it? Because then it gets more complicated. I was able to trace back my great great grandparents. Um, a lot of them. Not all of them, but a good amount. And you know what's depressing? Reading a lot of these records for the from the censuses for the women, pretty much every woman in the 1800s lost a baby. And if you were Irish, you had like eight. The number of them were, it's like number of children, eight. Number of children, nine. And then the next line was like number of children living. And it'd be like six, seven. And I'm like, fuck, your oldest is 15. You lost two already. Like, it was just bad times back then. You know, we are really fortunate nowadays uh, where when you have a kid, they usually live. Um, I mean, not for everybody. Some people are luckier than others, but for the, it wasn't like back then where the kid got a cold at three months and you were like, well, fuck, I guess you're dead now. I think Louis CK used to have a joke about that where it's like, we had like modern medicine where, I mean, he went way back further. He even didn't need to go back as far as he did. He said like thousand years ago, you'd go die on a rock. It wasn't even a thousand years ago, fucking 1880s. It's like, Oh, little, little Seamus here has a little bit of a tickle in his throat. It's like, well, fuck. All right. Go put him um, in a bag and then um, spread your legs. Let's get, let's make another one. We need help. Um, that's what it was. It felt like. But these were city Irish. You know what I mean? What the fuck do you need eight kids for? They're all shacking up in a one-bedroom apartment. Like a bunch of immigrants. Well, they were immigrants. What am I saying? All right. So <laughs> Rihanna's performance. Uh, here's why I liked it. Because I'm, I'm again, maybe I'm getting old, showing my age. You know, um, I'm going to be 40 in a few years. So maybe I'm showing my age. But. I like that it was simplistic other than like the, all the dudes wearing these big white puffy coats. They did look like sperm. That's what people said. You know, they're all like fucking doing swim moves like sperm does. And she's just rocking red. Maybe she's like, man, is the egg inside a woman red? And they all have to go bum rush her. I don't, I don't think the egg's red. Is that like the symbol of she got a period? Is that what she's trying to tell us? But she's pregnant. So pregnant women don't have periods. I don't know what the dancing or what the color scheme was about. So, um, but I like that it wasn't like crazy, you know, I like that because uh, every year they overdo it where it's just like a million different fucking pyrotechnics and all this f- stupid shit where it's like, oh, look at the production value. They had this person come up and they had all these guests and all this other stuff. And I'm just like, I don't it doesn't do it for me. It doesn't. I would rather I want to hear good songs. Can I just hear some good songs. I feel like when they do all that, they're trying to like hide the fact that these songs aren't that good or they're not as talented. Um, I thought her voice sounded good. I thought she was cute up there. She didn't go heavy on the dance moves. She did some, obviously, part of the choreography. Interesting thing about choreography is if you just focus on one person, the moves aren't good. They look good because there's 50 people doing those moves at the same time because they're not as complicated. They're just like a lot of like throwing like their shoulder back like this. See this? If you saw someone dancing by themselves doing this shoulder move, You'd be like, that dude's fucking terrible at dancing. But if you got 10 guys doing this move all at once, then they switch it to the other one, right? And then they do it like that. It looks cool. But if it's just a one person dancing that way, it looks terrible. I want you guys to pay attention to that next time you see choreographed dancers, like a big dance number. So, yeah, no, I liked it. I liked the performance. Obviously, knowing that she was pregnant, you weren't going to expect too, anything too crazy. And also, you don't need special guests. This isn't fucking WrestleMania. I don't need another singer interrupting another song. 
right? Where it's like, oh my God, it's this person's music. They come running in. Like if they did it that way, that'd be cool, right? If, if that's how, instead of a singer joining in on a song of the singer currently, you know, like when Slash came out that one year, one year at the Super Bowl, Slash like popped up from under the stage and started playing guitar all badass. That'd be cool. But say it's like Justin Timberlake running in on, I don't fucking know, a Jennifer Lopez song. I don't even know if they're friends. I just had to think of another pop star. And she's singing her song. And all of a sudden, one of his songs comes on. And they're like, what? Where is he? Where is he? And he comes running in. You know, it's like, holy shit. It's JT. Like, that would be fun if they did, like, pro wrestling stuff. But they don't. They usually just have it where they just come walking in and you know it. I don't know. It doesn't excite me that much. I think it's an overrated event. And to all the conservatives out there who are like, oh, she grabbed her pussy when she sings. Who gives a shit? Who cares? They like to grab their crotch. Elvis was fucking thrusting and humping the air. These same fucking squares. I saw this one woman be like, my children were watching the Super Bowl halftime show. I don't appreciate all the crotch grabbing, Rihanna. Uh, okay. If the Super Bowl halftime show happened in 1961 with Elvis doing the fucking humping in the air, your parents would have been like, my little girl's watching this and Elvis is fucking thrust in the air. Huh? He is dry humping Jesus right now in front of all the world to see. And I don't like it. Like that's what they, that's the shit they would say. How do you not hear yourself sounding that way? And what would your kids say? Hey, mommy, how, how come she grabbed her privates while she was singing? You'd be like, I don't know. Some people like to you know, to do that in performance. Uh, you don't go doing that though. Cause you're a child. Like you just explain it. Most kids wouldn't ask. They wouldn't even notice. Also, most kids don't give a fuck about the Super Bowl halftime show. When I was a child, I don't remember being like, ooh, halftime show, who do we got right now in 1993? What do we got, Billy Idol? All right, cool, let's hear those two songs he has. Like, I wouldn't have given a fuck. Stupid. Um, I hope you had good gambling. Uh, Super Bowl gambling I like. Super Bowl itself is an event that I never want to go to. Uh, my friend Megan Gailey's gone. I have a few other friends who've gone. It just doesn't appeal to me. I think I had a couple uncles have gone. I don't... I don't know. I mean, if I went and they were like, you're sitting in a suite and it's going to be easy. You don't have to wait in lines. We guarantee no lines. Um, all that. Sure. You know, then I would go, but I don't, I like the house party atmosphere of a Super Bowl, right? People bring a spread. Everyone brings a dish, right? It's loaded up on food, beer. Everything's easy. It's so much easier. And, and plus you watch the commercial there's there and watching the commercials is fun. Because then you could be like, I was a good one, or that one sucked. What the fuck is that product? Like stuff like that. It creates good conversation. Um, there's certain events that are just better in the home. And the Super Bowl and the NFL in general is like that. They do such a good job. The cinematography on NFL games is better than many a movie. Um, also, I'm trying to think what event would I want to go to sporting event. I like going to playoff games. Championships are tough. I would go if my teams weren't in it. I didn't have any desire to go to the Cubs World Series games. Because, again, like I told you guys earlier, I'm a psycho with certain things. I'm a bad loser. If I would have gone to a Cubs World Series game and they lost, because I, I had some friends who went to Game 7, a lot of friends, and they threw it out there. Hey, do you want to go? And I'm like, oh, I can't. I'm in New York. I had this meeting and all this stuff. And I was like, but have fun. But really, even if I didn't have anything blocking me attending, uh, like being in another city and not being able to get a flight out to Cleveland in time, I still would have been like, no. Because if they would have lost, shit. There's no way I'm not going to jail. There's no way I'm not going to jail that night in Cleveland. But having to walk out of that stadium, head hung low, being like, I can't believe it. I thought this was the year. We finally went. We were this close. We had we had a lead. We blew it. Then I would have been, I never believed in the curse, but if we would have lost that game seven of the Cubs World Series, those of you who aren't baseball fans, Cubs had a big lead. 
almost blew well they did blow it the game got tied 6-6 they went into extra innings. they comes ended up winning in the 10th but they would have lost that there's no way i'm not getting arrested because some fucking dipshit would have said something they would have said wait till next year and i would have fucking lost it i'd been like wait till next year how about we wait till right now headbutt headbutt i've been going around the room headbutt people on the concourse headbutt you know parking lot headbutt was that your car headbutt i would have been doing a lot of damage and it would have been necessary you know well, I hope everyone had a great week. I hope you're having a kick-ass Valentine's Day. Thank you for listening to the Joe Kilgallen Podcast. Thanks for all the support. Again, if you are in the Phoenix area, I will be at Mike Drop Mania, which is technically in Chandler, Arizona, just 15 minutes south of where the Cubs play their spring training games in Mesa. So Cubs fans, comedy fans, I hope to see you Thursday, March 9th, 7 p.m. show. I will throw the link in the description. The link's already on my Twitter and Instagram. Uh, again, thanks for all the support, and I hope you guys have yourselves a great week. Thanks for listening to the Joe Kilgallen Podcast, a.k.a. Kilgallen's Pub. Cheers.